0: The reading of scripture for this day comes to us from the Gospel of John, the 20th chapter, and I'm reading from the Message Translation. Let us listen for God's word for us. Later on that day, the disciples had gathered together, but they were fearful of the Jews and had locked all of the doors in the house. Jesus entered, stood among them, and said, Peace be to you. And then he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples, seeing the master with their own eyes, were exuberant. Jesus repeated his greeting, "'Peace be to you. Just as the Father sent me, I send you.' Then he took a deep breath and breathed into them. "'Receive the Holy Spirit,' he said. "'If you forgive someone's sins, they're gone for good.' And if you don't forgive their sins, what are you going to do with them? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, as you've heard, this is the day of Pentecost. It's a big day. It's known as the birthday of the church. Usually when we're here in the sanctuary, we would have maybe red balloons and we'd have a giant uh, art piece hanging down and red would be everywhere and there'd be this great spirit of joy and celebration. But if we were listening to the story from John, his version of Pentecost really doesn't begin that way. And so we need to back off and go back to that first Easter. Now I know what you're thinking. Easter I thought Pentecost was 50 days after Easter. Remember the 50-day feast, the, the celebration of the spring harvest in the Jewish tradition and its association with the giving of the law to Moses on Mount Sinai, that Pentecost. But John always subsumes historical chronology to his theological purposes. And so... With John, the story of Pentecost is a part of the Easter experience. And remember, that experience began early in the morning with a lone woman wandering around in the dark. It was Mary Magdalene. And she was searching for her beloved friend, Jesus, who had been killed. She's she's wandering around, talking to strangers. Have you seen my, my Jesus? Tremendous courage. Contrast that then with what happens in the evening where the disciples are huddled together in fear behind locked doors in a room in Jerusalem. The contrast could not be greater. But the one who said, I am the door, comes bursting through those locked doors and stands among them. Stands right there to be seen and experienced by those 12 scared disciples. I don't think they knew what to do, but they were excited. And then Jesus said to them, Peace be to you. In fact, he said it twice. He wanted to be sure they got that because they were so filled with fear. And in essence, he was saying, Stop living in fear. Stop hiding. It's time to come out. It's time to live with confidence and hope again. And then, and then, he breathed on them. He breathed the same spirit that breathed life and animated all things in Genesis, and now he animates the church, the the group of disciples there. He breathes his own life into them. And so Jesus, who was sent by the Father to reveal God to us, now sends us by the Spirit to reveal and embody Jesus to the world. And so as we think about that first Pentecost, I'm reminded of a great Christian leader of the second century, Irenaeus. He said, God became what we are so that God could make us in the end what God is What an astounding, audacious claim to think that that could possibly be true among such ordinary folk, even fearful people. How awesome. In fact, Luke's version of Pentecost says that people were awestruck. They held the disciples with wonder what had happened to them. Indeed, it was a day of celebration. Our celebration is made all the more broad and deep today here at Riverside because in just a few minutes we'll be going outside to hear a report from our pastoral nominating committee about the results of their search for a new senior pastor here. And they believe that the Spirit of God has directed them to someone and are inviting us to affirm that with our votes. It is a day of excitement and joy. Probably a lot of you have your car keys in your hand right now, or you're sitting in your car watching this on your phone. You can't wait. But think back. Think back to where we were a year ago. Think back to the sense of loss that many of us were feeling, the sadness of letting go of a beloved friend and pastor. Think of all the uncertainty and anxiety that this congregation held at that time. And then as we made it through many months of transition, then a pandemic hit. And think then of the fear that has gripped our world. And for some of us, a real existential fear about our physical and economic survival. We have been overturned and completely overwhelmed. Now we are just beginning to think that perhaps we're going to make it through. There are signs that things are opening up, that there could be a a new renewal, that there is hope after all. There are signs of renewal and new life. And when we go out into that parking lot, it will seem that way. The excitement will be there as we gather to hear from the PNC, who themselves have felt full of the Spirit through these many months. And so, how exciting it is on this day of Pentecost for this congregation But I want you to hear this question that Barbara Brown Taylor asked in one of her sermons. She said, do we still believe in a God who blows through closed doors and sets our hair on fire? A God who has the power and the desire to transform our world and our lives? Do we believe in that reality Or have we come to an unspoken agreement that God is too old and tired to do that? I can assure you that the person that you will meet or be told about in the parking lot is neither old nor tired. Nor is the Spirit of Jesus who animates all things and who endows us and sends us out with confidence and joy to witness it is true that the church's witness is a minority report in this world of violence and greed yet our testimony is about that eternal quality of life that jesus gives a life that gives us hope which endures all things a love that embraces all people, and a joy that overflows. I can't wait to see you here in a little while. And now I'd like to invite us to join together in the affirmation of faith that is printed in your bulletin, and I hope you have it in front of you. These words uh, offer an eloquent explanation of our belief and our faith in what happens at Pentecost. We trust in God, the Holy Spirit, everywhere the giver and renewer of life. The Spirit justifies us by grace through faith, sets us free to accept ourselves and to love God and neighbor, and binds us together with all believers in the one body of Christ, the Church. The same Spirit who inspired the prophets and apostles rules our faith and life in Christ through Scripture and engages us through the word proclaimed and claims us in the waters of baptism, feeds us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation, and calls women and men to all ministries of the church. In a broken and fearful world, the Spirit gives us courage to pray without ceasing, to witness among all peoples to Christ as Lord and Savior, to unmask idolatries in church and culture, to hear the voices of people longed silence, and to work with others for justice, freedom, and peace. Amen.